Hello, and welcome to Conversations Worth Your While, a show in which I chat with authentic heart-centered experts about interesting topics to spark, inspire, and motivate both personal and professional change. And today, our topic is about elevating your experience to flourish. This conversation is worth your while because we are here on this planet, each of us, to participate in the evolution of our species. Because if we're not evolving, we are dying. And because you want a life filled with satisfaction and ease, you know you'll enjoy your life so much more when you are operating at the level where you belong. This is the level where you are making a difference and what I call making ripples in the world. And why would you want to spend even one more day living in frustration or in anger or sadness or disease? So make sure that you tune in because in about two minutes, we're going to have the most amazing, mind-blowing conversation. So I am Linda Booker. I am a transformational speaker and a master certified life coach. And after living the life of a chameleon and feeling like a victim for, oh, let's say 45 years, I finally discovered who I am. I connected with my passion and my purpose, and I reinvented my life to align with my true self. And I've become happier, more confident, more fulfilled, right? You probably want that. <laughs> so now it's your turn because I have the honor and privilege now to help you do the same because you have a rich, full life to leave and you have important gifts to give to the world and you have a splash to make. So to do that, you've got to do, let's say, five things. You've got to know your worth. You've got to become clear on your purpose. You've got to harness your gifts. You've got to own your power and you've got to align your energy and direction and then free yourself from all those obstacles that want to hold you back. So if you're into that, and that's like a hell yes for you, then schedule a complimentary 20-minute clarity coaching session with me at lindabooker.com slash chat with Linda. Okay, let's move on to my amazing, amazing guest. Today, I have the pleasure of being joined by Fran Gallagher. She is an intuitive coach with Really Flourish. And Fran is making gorgeous, beautiful, big, positive ripples in the world in a very unique way because she helps people to access their intuition and elevate their experience so they can get to the level where they belong. And I know you want to be there. So hi, Fran. Thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you, Linda. Thank you so much for having me. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you do, who you serve, and how you're making these big ripples in the world? Sure. I call myself an intuitive coach. And what that means is that I use my extraordinary access to intuition to bring through information that is life-changing for my clients. Mm. Amazing. Amazing. I have had some experience with intuitives and it blows my mind and I love it. And I'm like, give me more, give me more, give me more. <laughs> so, okay. So let's talk about, we talked about, like you said, these are your gifts. You've been giving extraordinary gifts. So have I, and so have each of our listeners. So have you listener, I'm talking to you right now. So we are here to participate in the evolution of our species. We absolutely are. We are here to make a difference. We are here to make ripples, big, beautiful ripples that ripple positively in the world and they leave a legacy of positive change. They leave an example for our children. This is the way that we are supposed to be helping in healing humanity, the planet, our communities, and all the way down to the family, the micro level. So if you wanna live a life filled with satisfaction and ease, imagine all the people around you that will benefit when you can show up your best self 
when you feel satisfaction, when you feel ease, when you are in alignment with those gifts, you'll enjoy your life so much more. This is the way, this is the level where we need to be. When we're at this level, the right level, that's when we can unlock our gifts. So let's talk a little bit about this responsibility of using our gifts in the world. Sure. Well, I believe that what our job is, is to connect to our soul, be in alignment with our soul, and bring through the gifts of our soul with our expression as physical beings. So you don't belong on an interstate highway as a pedestrian. And that's the way our our soul cannot show up here. It needs a vehicle. Mm. It needs an appropriate vehicle, which is this physical body. And I believe that we're all surrounded by information, but we may not always be able to pick up that information or to translate it for our good. Uh, so you probably know the importance of self-talk, for instance, Linda. And many times we might pick up information and twist it and turn it according to our conditioning and make ourselves wrong or less than. <laughs> That's not what we need to be doing. We want to use the information around us to make the right choices and elevate our experience. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay, because when when people are, are our listeners are here really to um, you know be be inspired to make some change that will make their life better and then ripple positively. So let's talk about the hero's journey. So what happens when you discover your gifts? Because you know I help people to unlock their gifts. Um, first, we got to know their, you got to know your worth. You got to know who you are, and you got to totally know at a cellular level that you are worthy. Totally know that. And once you know that, then we can begin to unlock your gifts and discover your purpose for this incarnation in the world. And when you discover your gifts, when you discover who you are, and you discover your gifts, it it can be really scary. A lot of people are afraid. They're like, well. Here's the problem with discovering who I am. Then I might have to do something about it. <laughs> right. Right. So I would just, it's just easier to live in this obliviousness and just be who I think I'm supposed to be and go along, you know, can't have your cake and eat it too. You made your bed, not lie in it, and a number of other cliches we can think of. And so it's just easier to just stay where I am than to go on this discovery, this journey, right? It's a journey, and these journeys are scary, right? So it can really keep us stuck because the very first thing that happens in the hero's journey is the hero denies the call. Nope, not going to do that. That's too big. Who am I? It's going to be too hard. I probably don't have what it takes. Not doing it. Nope. No, thank you. Bye-bye. But what happens is when we're denying our gifts, when we're denying this journey, we it continues to gnaw at us. And it's it's kind of quiet at first. And it's just like a little poke here and there, a little whisper in the ear like, hey. Hey, you're supposed to be going this other way. You're supposed to be going this other way. You're supposed to be going this other way. You're not using your gifts, you know, but eventually it gets very noisy. I was hoping you would share with us your story of when you were denying your gifts because you have some really extraordinary gifts. Oh, thank you, Linda. So as a child, I saw non-physical beings. There was a knight in armor who stood outside my bedroom and I knew no one else could see him. I could see into worlds. I saw into a boy's life. 
I saw into these universes, but I had no idea how to describe that or what it meant. I was not allowed, believe it or not, to talk with my mother or ask her any questions. She put me and my younger brother in a playroom most of the day, and sit down and shut up was a normal thing to be told in my family. Now, my dad did hold dinner conversations at dinner, and I was supposed to account for my day, as were all of my siblings. And I would tell him about these worlds I saw into, and he thought I had an active imagination. He thought it was hilarious. But the good part of it was that he helped me preserve the memory. My mother was very jealous of me and destructive toward me. She started giving me these little blue pills when I was eight. And when I got old enough, I took refuge in libraries and I discovered the physician's desk reference, the PDR. And I looked up the little blue pills. My mother had been giving me Valium. So I stopped going to my mother for anything. And because my mother was so awful toward me a lot of the time, I thought that if I just shut down my emotions and I shut down anything but logic, uh, I loved science and math. If I shut all that down, I would be able to be just fine. I would be impervious to my mother. Mm. But by the time I was in my mid-20s, I was absolutely bereft. I believe I was clinically depressed at that point, but I didn't know that. And I remember uh, I had a mentor starting at age 13, and she had taught me a bit about metaphysics based on her attending classes at something called the School of Metaphysics. This was in St. Louis, Missouri. So when I got to Denver, Colorado, I don't know if your listeners remember the white pages, but I looked in the white pages and lo and behold, I found a listing for the School of Metaphysics. So I went there and I started learning about spirituality, and I began reviving my connection to my emotions, my connection to intuition, because the intuition runs on the circuits that the emotions run on. Mm. So over time and working with many therapists and many spiritual teachers and healers, I got closer to who I was when I was three. But unfortunately, I still don't have quite the gifts that I had then, but they're mighty close. So I'm very grateful for how I have experienced more wholeness, which is what I want for your listeners, Linda. Beautiful. And so, you know, my gut reaction is, I'm sorry you had to go through that experience. But then I think through it and I say that experience was necessary in order for you to do the work that you're here to do in the world. So I am grateful that you went through that experience as well. I'm so glad because, see, my mother couldn't tell me that there was not a knight in armor outside my bedroom because I didn't tell her she couldn't deny it and she couldn't condition me out of my intuition. So the isolation I experienced preserved my intuition. Mm, interesting. Yeah. So another thing that you brought up um, leads me to, you know, um, in my training um, as a, a life coach and a master certified life coach, um, one of the things that I share with my clients is that we really do have multiple sides to ourselves. And you used a different metaphor than I will use. Um, but we have the um, 
the logic part of ourselves is our race car and it can get us anywhere. That's our smarts. That's our experience and how we've learned and the wisdom we've gained from our experiences and our studying and information. Like I love to learn stuff. It's almost like I, I have one of my, one of my best worst habits is procrastinate learning. So <laughs> when I don't want to do something else, I'm just like, Oh, I'm going to learn this new, whatever. Um, so all of that, that goes into our race car. That is what we call our social self. And our social self knows that it has to live within the bounds of society, of roles and responsibilities. And it's also very intelligent and knows how to get where, you know, to get to places, but it doesn't know where it's going. <laughs> That's the problem. Our internal GPS, on the other hand, is our essential self and that essence of us. That's who we are. Like when you said, go back to who you were when you were three. That's who we are outside of our roles and responsibilities. And that essential self is our internal GPS. And that is the guide of where to go. And then we can use our beautiful Ferrari race car, whatever kind of car you have, right, to get you there. But when we're not in touch with that intuition, with that essence of ourselves, with the part of us that does know the way, does know where we're supposed to be and how to get there, that could guide us along the way. When we're not in touch with that, we experience a lot of difficulties, a lot of difficult emotions or turning off emotion, like, you know, you mentioned, um, and physical. I was physically so ill. My gallbladder wasn't working. My back and neck were like so rigid. I couldn't sleep for more than 15 minutes at a time without waking up in pain. Um, it was just a really hard time when I was going in the wrong direction because I wasn't listening to that part of myself. So let's move on and talk a little bit about how to get unstuck, how to access our intuition, how to access that essential self, that inner GPS, how to get unstuck, how to elevate our experience. Um, I know you use some prompts and I'd love if you would share them with us. Well, the first prompt is what do I have energy for? So quickly, I had a dog who broke up cat fights because our cat was in those cat fights. And I would try to, we would wake up in the middle of the night when we heard the cats screaming. And I went to the front door and Basil would run into the door. He was so excited about going. And one morning he wouldn't go. He stopped dead in his tracks and I nudged him forward and he still wouldn't go. And the next moment, lightning struck a light post right outside our house and we would have been out there. But his lack of physical energy to go forward saved us both, I believe. Mm. So it is that animal bestial physical energy that can really clue us in to what you say, Linda, to find the hell yes, or sometimes the I don't think so or the hell no. So what do I have energy for is the physical energy to move forward. That's beautiful. Yeah. And the hell yes and hell no is um, is not a cerebral thing. That's that is your energy sharing with you. If you, it is a yes or no, it's, it's like a compass. When you when you are moving in the direction, that's a hell yes, you will find energy that you never like where that come from. I don't even know why I have this much energy. I'm just you know, so excited to do this. One time I wrote an entire keynote speech and did all the slides, but I started at 11 at night because I was like, it was like, oh my God, it's coming to me now. And I finished at 4 a.m. and I was not even tired at all. I was so energetic and I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. This is beautiful. Um, and 
it was, you know, it's, a, it's actually a product right now. Um, and it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I had less energy. And then there's other times where maybe we woke up very refreshed, but something happens in our day and all of a sudden we have zero energy at all. And, and it's a hell no, the, you know, or we, we can't find our, the energy to go in a certain direction, hence the procrastinate learning. So, or, or procrastinate playing or procrastinate building. I might build a website, you know, <laughs> right. I don't have the energy to do the thing. So, uh, you know, but that's a clue. We need to be clued into those things. So that's a beautiful prompt. I know you have two other prompts. Um, and I'm going to let you say them really quick, but we are running low on time. And, and the one that you left that you just talked about is probably the thing that I think we should leave our listeners with. One thing they could do right now is when you're doing something, you can ask yourself, um, you know, what do I have energy for? Tune into your body. Notice what it is saying to you back about this thing that you're doing or this thing that you're thinking of. And, and it's, it will really clue you in. So go ahead and give us the other two prompts, because then if someone wants to get on a call with you, then maybe you want to take them through this because this takes, a, this is maybe not something they can always do themselves, but let's tell them what they are. The second one is what is trying to happen here? Mm -hmm. So you don't want to give your energy to something that's going downhill, so to speak. You want to give your energy to something that will have a positive impact. The third prompt is, if I take action, with what intention and what purpose? Beautiful. I, I adore those questions, and I'm going to use them myself. <laughs> Good. Good. They're very beautiful, um, especially I even like this, like this is a thing to remember all the time. If I take action before, like I like to take responsibility for my feelings. I don't give them to other people. If someone's got, if I'm starting to feel an emotional reaction, I do not say you this, you that, you have to whatever. The very first thing I do is say, okay, what, what am I, what, what am I thinking? What am I lacking? What am I in need of right now? And if I'm in need of a rest or a break, it's not someone else's responsibility to give it to me. If I'm not getting what I need, it's because I'm not giving myself what I need. So giving it to another person is only going to be destructive to a relationship. So I will not give it to somebody else. Instead, I will ask myself. And then so so then saying asking this prompt that you just gave me, if I take action with what what action will it be and with what purpose? So that want, that makes me want to say, if I'm going to, you know, if someone else is having a hard time and they're blaming me, on the other hand, instead of looking within, because not everybody, um, it, it's not natural for most people to look within first, like I do, but I'm trained to do that. Um, if they want to give it to me, then I want to have a reaction right away. And, and I can slow myself down and say, wait a minute, if I take action, what action should I take and with what purpose? Mm -hmm. Right. So it's a beautiful question. So thank you so much for leaving us with that as well. Well, uh, Fran, I know that you have something you'd like to share with the audience, something you'd like to give to them. Can you just tell us a little bit about what it is? Yes, I would love to give your listeners a complimentary 30 minute intuitive coaching session mm. and see what information you are surrounded by that you're not necessarily picking up. There are solutions to your problems, just as there are to ours, Linda. So uh, I'd love to give your listeners a bit of my intuitive gifts. Beautiful. I'm going to take you up on that myself. <laughs> oh, good. Thank you, Linda. It'll be beautiful. 
Okay, well, I will be sure to include the link for how to get that complimentary intuitive coaching session with Fran. I'll put it in the show notes along with Fran's contact information. Um, so once again, I am Linda Booker, um, and I'm on a mission to inspire and impact millions of people to know their worth and share their gifts, deliberately creating big, beautiful ripples in the world. So you can also get a complimentary 20 minute clarity coaching session with me at lindabooker.com slash chat with Linda, and we will get you clear on exactly what it would take for you to make a splash in the world. So I'd like to thank Frank Gallagher, our intuitive coach with Really Flourish. Thank you for being here. And I'd like to thank our listener, you, my devoted listener and lifelong learner for sharing your time with us today. So until next time, please subscribe and make sure that you've made this conversation worth your while by fueling the spark that it ignited.